Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use promo code GAMEPINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on. Blueberry is incredible, and the features are simply amazing. I don't have time to talk about them, though, because I have to start my own show. So after this episode of Game Pinions, make sure you head on over to Blueberry.com, look up what it is all about, use promo code Game Pinions, and get started on an adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to Game Pinions, episode 15. I'm your host, Kalman, and today we are back again this week for another episode of Game Pinions. We're double dipping this week. As I said in the previous episode, I had plans of making a birthday special episode. Uh, that is going to be the later half of this episode. We need to focus on this Nintendo Direct that occurred yesterday. Uh, this was honestly pretty surprising. I, I thought that they would announce some new things. Um, I really mainly thought they were going to go over um, the majority of games that we already knew about, but there were some new announcements in here and pretty crazy stuff, and it actually kind of gives us a fuller picture of what to expect this year for the Nintendo Switch, and it's it's looking pretty strong. I thought the Switch was looking pretty strong prior to going into this year. After this Direct, I think this rivals, if not surpasses, their first year just in terms of sheer volume as to how many games are going to be coming out. This is very impressive stuff for this Nintendo Switch. And I'm, I'm super excited because I always thought the Switch was a great system and I'm, I've been a huge fan of it ever since its release. And I'm just happy to see it go in a complete opposite direction than what the Wii U did a generation ago. And I it's uh, it's really, really exciting. So I want to get into this. I'm going to kind of just go through the list. Um, I'll stop here and there for games that I want to make a note on. But I basically just went through the things that um, that they went through in order. So uh, the first one, this is huge, right? Mario Maker 2 on the Switch coming out June of 2019. So that's June of this year. That's a huge game to put on the system. And it makes so much sense because... Obviously, when you put it on the Wii U, I think the sales numbers were still pretty decent. But now you have this massive library of games to go along with this. And then you have a massive audience now that has taken to this system. This is going to breathe brand new life into this game. And I think that these numbers for Mario uh, Maker 2 are going to completely trounce anything that the original did. This is going to be huge. And they didn't really release a whole bunch of different details. Um, I think some of the newer things that I saw in there, you had Cat Mario from 3D World. That was really cool. So there's, they definitely look like they're they're adding more power-ups and stuff like that. But I think that looking at the box art, you have, or at least I guess 
what I presume to be the box art. You have Mario, but then you also have Luigi. I think that this might end up being either a local multiplayer game or an online multiplayer game, and that would be amazing. Can you imagine building a, a stage with somebody? That is something that would be really awesome. I feel like a lot of people are now starting to speculate that, and I completely agree. I think this would make a lot of sense to have you know, multi a multiplayer aspect of this game, you know, at least a co-op aspect of this game. I think it would be freaking awesome. Um, you know, maybe you can use the Switch Joy-Con pointers to drag and drop. It, I feel like they could do something. So this is going to be a massive game. I think this, honestly, I, I skipped out on Mario Maker. To me, I don't, I just, I don't know. I, I look at that game more of a, a handheld game, and I feel like the 3DS, like, lost too much capability from, like, sharing your creations and stuff like that, where it didn't really seem worth it to me. But this one, if it brings back everything the Wii U brought back, I mean, that's that's going to be some really cool thing. <laughs> and that's and this, I think this game is going to be really, really, really special. And, um, man, I, I think I'm definitely going to get this, right? I mean, it's coming out in June, not too far off. They'll probably have a little something about it at E3, and it'll probably drop that week. And, uh, man, <laughs> that is, that's going to be really, really cool. Um, and it just, like I said, it just makes so much sense to have it. You know, they, they just recently made the other game. It's probably a lot easier to take what you did with that game and make improvements on it and then release it as a sequel. And I'm just, I'm really excited about that. I think this is going to be a really huge game and it's going to really like get its full audience this time. Unlike last time, um, this is just the perfect system for it. And it's, it's just the perfect game for the Nintendo switch. So it's, it's really exciting. That was a great way for them to start off the direct. I think it was heavily speculated that this would happen at some point, or at least a port of that game would happen. I'm happy they made it a sequel. It makes so much more sense to make it a sequel. Um, and it's it's just it's really cool. So I'm I'm definitely going to probably pick that up this time around. I just skipped out on the Wii U because at that point I was kind of over the Wii U. I was like, you know, this system is just not going in the direction that I want it to. But now that it's going on Switch, I just love to see this transition now to, you know, just a, a superior system. You know, one that's just more, you know, it's it's better thought out. It's just it's just nice to see it. So moving on to the next game. This is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and it's coming out in the summer. And this game was kind of weird looking to me. It This is probably like the worst comparison of all time. But to me, it, it kind of looked like a Lego game without Legos. Like just the way you maneuver. Obviously, the combat definitely looks a lot different. It kind of looks like a brawler type of game, a beat-em-up. Um, really, really kind of strange looking, but... I'm not really sure how I feel about this game. I don't know if this is like a, a AAA game. It, it kind of doesn't look that way. It looks like uh, it kind of looks a little bit rushed, but I'm not really sure what kind of footage we're seeing. You know, the resolution and stuff like that always looks a little funky when you're watching it through Nintendo Direct as opposed to when you're playing it. So it's kind of hard to gauge on that. Uh, what I do think is really cool, though, um, it will feature both ad hoc multiplayer, which is just the local wireless multiplayer which I've been calling for games to include that more often with the switch like since the since it's came out you know I mean that is like such an awesome feature to be able to play over wireless without using an internet connection because that means if you're not at home and you don't have access to an internet uh, or a wi-fi hotspot or whatever 
you have the ability to still play with each other and not have to worry about getting disconnected from the internet. So I'm really happy they included that. That's really awesome, but it's also going to include online as well. So it gives you different options as to how you can play, but I believe it goes up to four players. So it's you and three other players. And um, yeah, there's there a whole bunch of different characters and stuff in there. It looks cool. You know, I've, I never played one of these games before, so I don't really know what it would really feel like to play it. But to me, it kind of looks, uh, I don't know, it kind of looks a little shallow in terms of uh, in terms of gameplay aspects, but it looks like there's different like combos and stuff you can do. There's like a, an ultimate attack that you can do if you have like, you know, a group of three or more or whatever. Um, so it looks cool. I think it looks, it looks, it looks, you know, pretty neat. I think it's cool that it's an exclusive game. Um, every exclusive, especially third party exclusive game that you can get on a system is kind of a big deal. So um, that's really neat that they decided to uh, to get that on there. Um, this next game, it's called Box Boy and Box Girl. It's coming to the Switch on April 26, 2019 with co-op and 270 stages. I don't know a lot about that game. I mean, I have heard about it before. It, uh, it apparently is a very fun game, though. I heard some really good things about it. Um, I just don't really have any personal experience with it. This one looks like it's a new version, though, and it's going to have co-op play. So one person's box boy, one person's box girl. Uh, it looks like it would be a really fun co-op game. Um, kind of, in in a strange way, reminds me of Snipper Clips without the whole cutting aspect. So um, for whatever reason, that just that kind of aesthetic of, of being a box, I guess, even though that's not what Snipper Clips is. Uh, it just kind of reminds me of that. So uh, that game would probably be pretty cool. The next announcement that they made during the show was that Super Smash Brothers was going to be getting a, like a Ultimate Spring ad- update or something like that. Um, and it was going to be version 3.0. They didn't really give a lot of details as to what that entailed. Um, they hinted, though, that um, who knows, maybe it's possibly Joker, but they said that Joker was going to arrive before the end of April, which, you know, is going to be at some point <laughs> within the next few months. So I'm assuming it's probably going to be maybe like the first or second week of April. I doubt it'll be in March, uh, but who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. I'm surprised that we haven't seen any gameplay of him yet. Usually they're, you know, starting to work up a character like a while before they're actually released. So it's kind of weird that they, we haven't seen anything of Joker yet. So we're still trying to figure out what his moveset is. Um, I do think it's a good thing, though, that they're really taking their time and making sure that he is uh, you know, well-developed and all that. So um, that's really cool. Definitely looking forward to having him in the game. It, it's just going to be cool having a Persona character in Smash Brothers. Um, and this next little tidbit from the Smash Brothers kind of made me a little bit happy because I honestly miss going into the stores and seeing like Amiibo everywhere. I didn't really buy a ton of Amiibo. I have, I mean, I have a few, um, but I never really bought like a ton of them, but I just liked going in there and seeing all these different Nintendo characters and third party characters as little figurines. Like there was something nice about going in there and just seeing them on the shelves. And um, really since the the Switch came out after uh, Super Mario Odyssey, there's kind of been like a, a lapse, at least from the stores I've been into, like the Targets, the Walmarts, even GameStop there hasn't been a lot of amiibo out there so it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of disappointing because I, I just liked seeing it like even if i wasn't like a a huge like purchaser or a huge uh, consumer of that particular um 
you know, those particular products, it was still nice to just go in there and see all these awesome like Nintendo figurines. Um, so I'm actually really happy because they're they're bringing back some some super uh, Smash Bros. Amiibos. They're not really necessarily bringing them back, but they're they're creating more of them. So we're going to get a Snake Amiibo, which is really cool. Simon Amiibo, awesome. Uh, Pokemon Trainer Amiibo with Squirtle and Ivysaur as their individual Amiibos. That's going to be really awesome as well. I'll probably snag me a Squirtle. And I will probably, I'm thinking I might get Simon too, just because I've been kind of into Castlevania recently. But that's just really cool. It's cool that they're bringing those back, and I'm really looking forward to seeing those in stores again. Um, because I don't know, it's just, there's something, I kind of I kind of miss that portion of the Wii U generation when you just had all of these crazy amiibo out in the public. It was kind of a, a big deal. Um, obviously, figurines to to game thing isn't really a big uh, isn't really a big market anymore. But I just I really liked seeing those. So this next announcement that they made was for Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker on the Switch. It has a free update out right now, where it allows two player co op, which is really cool. I've actually never played Toad's Tracker or Toad Tracker, <laughs> Toad's Tracker Two. What is it? Uh, no, a uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker on the Switch. Um, but I did actually get that for my sister. I bought her a Nintendo Switch um, for her birthday, and I got her Toad's uh, Treasure Tracker, and I think she actually enjoyed that quite a bit. But um, you know, this is kind of cool because now they're going to be updating it now with multiplayer, and I'm sure that's a lot of fun. I've never actually, I've never actually been hands on with that game though. I'm assuming there's a lot of cool puzzles in there. I heard a lot of good things about it. I heard somebody not too long ago bash that game a lot, and I'm just thinking I'm pretty sure that was a pretty well-received game, um, if I'm remembering correctly. It was just really short or something like that. I'm not really sure, but um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And on March 14th, they're going to have paid DLC with 18 new challengers and uh, five new courses. So new challenges, new courses. Um, I imagine that that's a lot <laughs> in terms of Captain Toad. I don't believe they released a price for that yet, but um, it's coming out pretty soon, so we'll know short. You know, eh, we'll know pretty much, uh, you know, right around the corner here. So, um, this next announcement is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night comes out in the summer. This game looks like kind of a modern day Castlevania game, um, especially with the whole, you know, playing the game upside down. It looks really cool, though. Um, I. I'm guessing this game was out before because I've definitely heard of this game before. Um, it's probably out on the other systems. Never played it. This game looks like something I might be interested in. So I'm going to keep an eye out on that. Um, but yeah, I don't really have like a ton of things to say on that game. I just, I don't, I don't really know enough about the game. It looks really cool though. The bosses look really neat. The platforming aspects of the game, like the side scrolling uh, platform aspects look really cool. Um, I'm pretty sure I have heard things about this game before, and if I remember correctly, they have all been positive. You know, obviously it's probably not Castlevania, but um, they definitely have gotten um, a lot of inspiration from that series. So uh, yeah, if it's if it's any good, I'll probably check it out. Uh, it looks, you know, to me it looks really cool. I love the art direction and all that. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty neat. Uh, this next game, don't really care too much about it, but it's Dragon Quest Builders 2. I'm sure there's some people out there that go crazy for this game. I'm just not one of them. Uh, I don't really have a lot to to say about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't write down a release date for that. I imagine it's pretty soon. 
Um, then we have Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. That is a long title. Um, it's coming out exclusively for the Nintendo Switch this fall. Uh, not a lot to say about that. It looked pretty cool. It was kind of like uh, Breath of the Wild-esque, I guess. Um, I've never played any of those games, so I'm not really sure how they play. Um, looks like it is, they did say it was like turn-based uh, combat. So it looked kind of cool, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it because I haven't played like the previous however many that there were, so I'm sure it doesn't matter. Um, but who knows, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick it up if, if I'm in a, a need to play some brand new games. Um, this next one is, this one was weird. I, I, this, this announcement to me just didn't really fit in with the rest of the show. Uh, if there was a weak point in this whole entire process, in this whole entire direct, uh, it was probably this. And this is the Disney Tsum Tsum Festival is coming out sometime this year. <laughs> I love the different, the different uh, release estimates sometime this year, later this year, you know, soon it's just it was just funny um that game was just so strange but ironically it has online multiplayer very weird and if it looks like it has like you know a lot of different mini games I think they had air hockey and they had like a, a pattern puzzle thing where you had to connect all the ones that were the same so i mean there was there's obviously a lot of different things in there it was just such a weird thing and you see those uh zoom zooms if you go to target Cause I'm like one of those weird people that <laughs> still go into like the toy sections and stuff when I'm bored. So, um, like, come on. I mean, if, if you had the option to do it and not feel weird, you'd definitely do it too. So don't, don't judge me on that, but it's, uh, man, they're just weird. Like I see them all the time. Like you see like star Wars zoom zooms. Um, I got my sister an iron man zoom zoom just cause how ridiculous it is. And it's, it's huge. It's a huge zoom zoom. Um, it's just, it's such a strange phenomenon. I never would have expected them to make a video game out of it. Silly me, I guess. Um, yeah, that to me was just like the weirdest part of the show. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was just weird. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what to say about it. It's coming out sometime this year. I'm probably not going to pick it up. Uh, it's definitely not, <laughs> it's definitely not marketed to me. Um, but I mean, if you're into that, if you're into the zoom zoom, then you are in luck. It just seems a, like a very obscure, uh, it's, it's a very obscure game. I, I honestly don't know what to say about it. Uh, this next game, uh, Starlink, which obviously that is that, uh, you know, futuristic space combat game that was featuring Star Fox for a little while, um, on the Nintendo switch. I think it still is. I don't think it just disappeared. Um, it's, it's on there and, uh, they are adding new characters, Star Wolf's lieutenants, uh, Andrew, Pigma, and Leon, uh, April 20 or April, uh, this year, <laughs> it's going to be adding those characters in. I I'm getting like all mixed up. My notes are awful this time around. I'm just going to be honest. They're not good. Um, so that's cool. They're adding more star Fox elements that, you know, obviously they took a lot of inspiration from star Fox. So it's cool to kind of see this Nintendo switch version, um, kind of have this exclusive, um, you know, bonuses to it. Um, kind of makes it more unique. It, I think it makes the Switch version a little bit more worth it. All right, so this uh, next game, Rune Factory 4, special remastered for Switch. Uh, once again, not really super interested. Don't really know a lot about Rune Factory. Um, and they announced Rune Factory 5 is in development. And yeah, once again, not really... Uh, something that I'm super interested in. This next game, however, from Square Enix, 
is uh is really interesting and it's called uh I'm going to butcher this uh Oninaki and it's basically an RPG that has to deal with like reincarnation um it looks like you cross between two different worlds you go back and try to help like lost souls um the combat looks really neat and uh it's weird it's it's it doesn't look like it's turn based and it also doesn't look like you know like an MMO style of combat it looks like you're actually attacking and then you have souls helping you out while you're doing it. So I'm not really super sure about the combat. It looks really interesting though. And it looks like something that I would personally enjoy. And, uh, the overall like direction of the game, it looks really cool. It looks, you know, very, uh, atmospheric and it's, uh, it's really neat. Uh, and I think, it, I think this is also a switch exclusive and it's coming out in the summer of 2019 looked really neat and I think I'm definitely going to pick that up this next game Yoshi's Crafted World is coming out on March 29th there is a demo in the eShop right now that I have played and honestly it was a lot of fun like I think that these Yoshi games and even the Kirby games I think they're at their best when Nintendo just kind of you know comes up with new concepts for them this game was really um interesting because, you know, there's that whole, you know, you're, you're not just going in uh, a straight line. Like, there's different avenues and things that you go. You can come closer to the screen. You can go further away. You can go behind the map. There's just different things you can do. And they only give you the first level. But even in that first level, you kind of get an idea that this game is going to be pretty intricate. It's probably not going to be super difficult or challenging. Yoshi games, I don't think, typically are. Same thing with, like, Kirby. But I think that if you want to collect like all the flowers and all that, I think it's going to be quite a challenging endeavor to do that. So it's easy to just breeze through. But if you want to take your time and collect everything, that's where the challenge kind of starts to arise. And I think that's how it's going to end up being. So it's it's hard to tell after the first level, but I think this is going to be a very easy game to pick up and play. Um, very, um, or it's not, I don't think it's going to be very challenging, but I think it's going to be moderately challenging uh, to collect everything, maybe maybe more so than that. So I think uh, I think that game looks really cool, though. The style is really neat. You know, you just kind of see that Yoshi is like this fuzzy little guy. You know, he almost looks like uh, felt. Um, it, it's it's really cool. I love like the cardboard aspect. It just makes you feel like you're in like this little, almost like a diorama in a way. I feel like this game honestly would have really benefited from um, having 3D. I kind of feel like this game was originally made for the 3DS and then I think they decided to put it on Switch just because of how the game is layered and I think this is an example of the merging of Nintendo's mobile department or you know portable gaming department with their um you know their console teams I think this was one of the games that translated through that to having it on the Nintendo Switch so it looks beautiful it honestly does it looks really beautiful it's a really you know, polished game. It's, you know, a typical Nintendo game. I mean, we'll, we'll get games and we won't hear about them for a while. And it's really because Nintendo is just polishing them up to make them the best they can possibly be. And it's awesome. It's awesome to see that be the case. So this next game, Fire Emblem Three Houses, or is it Fire Emblem? It's not Fire Emblem Three. It's, you have to, got to be careful where you put the emphasis. It's Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's not Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's Fire Emblem, <laughs> Fire Emblem, Three Houses. This was really cool, and honestly, I one of the one of the biggest uh, games on the the 3DS for me 
was definitely Fire Emblem Awakening. I didn't get into the other Fire Emblem games. I was like, after Awakening, I'm like, I think I just want to stop here. Um, this game looks really cool. And the way they were explaining the story and everything, you can already tell that they put a lot of time developing backstory with all these different characters there, including the story. It just seems like there's so much depth. Just in that first trailer that we're seeing, There's it seems like there's so much depth that is going to really make this game feel really full. And I feel like that's that's really important for these like strategy type games. You need to have strong backstory and cutscenes and all that stuff to really make it feel like you're not just playing a big open world game of of chess. You know, you need to have those story elements. This is really cool. You kind of take on the role of a teacher and you have your students. I like that. I like the idea of that, how you know you're you're training your your units to fight. And they're your students in the in the actual story. And I just, I don't know, there's something about that I really like. And it seems like you can decide like which faction you are depending on which house you choose. It looks like you're going to be fighting alongside those houses, though. It doesn't look like there's going to be like, you know, a, a civil war or anything like that. It, it, looks, it looks really, really interesting, though. And, you know, there's just other elements that I'm sure are going to kind of make that whole storyline a lot darker than how it was starting to kind of portray itself I feel like some crazy stuff is going to happen in this game but man this game looks amazing and also I believe if I'm if I remember correctly the characters have actual feet <laughs> they're not little nubs so if you notice if you remember the Fire Emblem Awakening one of the biggest complaints was that the characters had tiny little feet they were tiny little little baby feet in this one, I think they actually have feet. <laughs> if they actually showed it, I might be—I might be just imagining that. Maybe I was so enamored with uh, with how good the game looks that it was, you know, like that. But um, already right off the bat, you can tell just from like the the 3D animations and the 3D um, designs of like the characters and stuff, the graphics—it definitely looks way better than any other Fire Emblem game that we've seen. Um, 3D aspects of the um, like in terms of like the graphics, like the resolution and all that in 3DS, that was one of the, the weak points. You know, the 3D models didn't look great. Obviously, the anime looked amazing, but the uh, the 3D or the 3D portions of the game where you're actually seeing the character models, they didn't really look all that great. I think this one automatically fixed that, and it actually looks really, really good. So this is a game that I'm really excited for, and luckily, I don't really have to wait too long because it's coming out on July 26th, and... I just there's a lot of things about that game that I really like and that's that's a game that I feel like I'd probably end up playing on the Game Pinions channel just because of how much I got into Awakening on the 3DS. It just really captivated me. That whole strategy aspect of those games is just so much fun, you know, combining units and and all different things, you know, the whole marriage system. Um I'm just really curious to see what new spin they have on this one when it comes out because I'm sure they have some kind of new wrinkle to this game and I'm just I'm super excited about it it looks so good it really does so let's move on to this next one and people are calling this a battle royale game I don't really know if that's the case but it's called 99 Tetris it's available right now you're essentially playing Tetris with like 98 other people you can see all the different boards in the background and you can throw garbage at people so that's like these gray blocks that I guess kind of stack up and you can basically just screw your opponent over. And this is the weirdest thing. I'm not, I don't think this, I don't think this is on any other system. I'm pretty sure this is a brand new thing, exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. And it is just 
the wildest thing. And I really don't know what to think of it. I'm sure I'll play it at some point, but it just it seems like it's going to be extremely complicated and very difficult to actually win. But it's uh it's really cool. Um people are people are actually really excited about that and I feel like that's going to be one of those games that just kind of it's it stays around for a while and people are going to really enjoy it. I mean Tetris honestly it's it's just timeless. And now you're adding all these new wrinkles, you know, you obviously had Tetris uh Tetris effect on the PSVR which is apparently amazing and now you have this other Tetris game that is just absolutely wild. Uh it's it's really cool. I'm I'm really I'm really excited to uh to actually try that out and uh <laughs> see how bad I am at Tetris. Uh that is just that's really really cool though. Um Dead by Daylight is coming out on the Nintendo Switch this fall. Uh just in time for Halloween, I'm assuming. That game is kind of like uh you know Halloween no, I guess it wasn't Halloween. I'm trying to think what that what that game was. It has uh Freddy in it. <laughs> I guess it's completely Yeah, or no, not Freddy, it has Jason. Oh well, I can't remember what the game was called, but it's it's essentially that game. It's completely blanking me right now. Um oh Friday the thirteenth. There you go. Man, if I would have been so mad if I couldn't think of that. Like that's sometimes when I'm when I'm recording these episodes, there's something I can't think of. And then I'm like, while I'm talking, I'm trying to think like, what was I trying to say? And I just think about it all throughout the day. And then one day it just kind of pops in my head. Shoot, I didn't say that. Or I said this. And it's just, or I'll listen to the the show back and I'll be like, oh man, I missed an opportunity to say that. But yeah, this game is kind of like Friday the 13th. If Friday the 13th was a relatively good game. Yeah, Friday the 13th sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That game is just completely awful. Um, this game is very similar to that. I think the the map area is a lot more, um, I think it's more like smaller. It's smaller in, in scope, I think, but it's, or smaller in scale rather. Um, but I feel like there's more areas to hide and there's like more, um, it's more condensed. There's like more meaningful things in the areas that you're given as opposed to, um, like Friday the 13th. So it's apparently like I've never actually physically played it, but I have seen this game played quite a bit. Um, I've watched a ton of YouTube videos that people were playing this game in. And that was basically what I kind of gathered out of it. This looks like a much more condensed and a lot more meaningful Friday the 13th. And it seems like the stakes are a little bit higher. Um, it's, it's, it's neat. I think it's really neat. You know, there's different things that you can do to escape and, um, I feel like this game is really cool. I, I don't know if I necessarily would play this on the Switch. To me, there's certain games that just don't make a lot of sense on the Switch, and I'd rather play them elsewhere. This game I'm not really super interested in anyway, just because this isn't really the style that I like in games. But, um, you know, for people that only have a Switch, I mean, this is great. You know, you guys get to play another game, and it's pretty cool. Uh, this next game is Deltarune from the makers of Undertale. This is going to be Chapter 1. It's releasing for the Switch on the 28th of February for free. And I believe this is already out on PC, but I think this is the first console that this is going to. And that trailer was absolutely hysterical. It had these uh, censorship dogs in there. And it was, I mean, the, the creators of, of, of uh, Undertale, they just have... I don't know. There, there's there's something special about what they do. 
and the way that they can connect with people, you know, through these games and just how wacky they are. You know, it's definitely a really, really cool um, development team. And it, it's hard it's hard not to be charmed, I think, by Undertale and by this game now. There is just some really funky things going in the head of that creator. Um, and that was a hilarious trailer and definitely going to try that out. I mean, I'll probably... I think Undertale is actually on the Switch right now. I have it on PC. I didn't play it all the way through. I just feel like it would work better as a handheld game. I think it's like $9 right now on sale on the Switch. So I'm going to probably pick that up. I'll probably play through that and uh, definitely pick up this uh, this Delta Rune for free on the 28th because it just it looks hilarious. It really does. And um, I'm man, that it's just, it cracks me up. Just the, the stuff that they come up with is just hilarious. So uh, it's uh, it's it's really cool. Uh, this next one is Damon X Mashima. Uh, the demo is out, but it's launching in the summer of 2019. I also played this one. Uh, it feels like a mech game. There's a lot of customization. Um, you can customize your character. I believe you can customize your. Uh, I'm trying to think what it's called now. I think it's the arsenal, is what they consider your machine. Um, I didn't really do a lot of customization with that. I mainly just played inside the little stages that they gave you. Um, the combat seems like it is uh, a little bit, it's a little bit bulky, but I kind of imagine that a mech would actually be a little bit like, I don't know, maybe not super um, docile. I don't even think docile is even the correct word I'm trying to go there. Uh, that's not at all what I was trying to say. Uh, it's not it's not really like super, um, you know, refined in its movements. So you're not going to be super precise. It's kind of just a heavy, bulky thing that's moving around. That's what the aiming kind of feels like. And I don't know if it would be better on a pro controller. It just feels like the aiming is very difficult on the Joy-Con. So uh, that's one thing that I kind of took away from it. You know, obviously the graphics aren't great. It kind of uh, reminds me of uh, like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, obviously not nearly as bad resolution wise as the first part of that game is, but it, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it kind of, it kind of has some like freedom war vibes in a way too. Uh, just like the feeling of the, the maps that you go out to, but, um, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I don't really have a, a strong opinion of it yet. I feel like I need to play a little bit more of it. Uh, I think that the, the combat's a little bit slow so far. Uh, I am kind of, you know, just in the, the first little stages. So I imagine that you're trying to get your bearings and they'll probably um, unlock new abilities and stuff like that as you go along. But I think that it has a lot of potential. And I think that it's a unique game on the Switch right now. We don't really have anything like that currently available on the Switch. So I think that's, I think that's actually a really cool game to uh, include in there. It kind of satisfies a like you know shooter like game role but also this mech game that you know is kind of one of its kind on the switch so it's really neat i'm gonna definitely monitor that game and, and definitely continue to play the demo and get a, a better grasp of how the game is um but so far i don't think it's bad i definitely don't think it's bad i, th I think that it's definitely a, a decent game at best um or i mean at worst <laughs> it's a decent game um but it just, I don't know, right now it seems a little bit empty, a little bit easy. Um, so I'm just kind of concerned that there might not be a lot of depth there. But to me, 
I definitely want to still give it a shot and continue to play the demo, um, get a better grasp of what is going on. The next game is Grid Autosport. It's coming to the Switch in the summer, and it's coming with all the DLC. It's going to have online multiplayer. It's going to have split screen. Even on even in handheld mode, I believe it's going to have split screen. Uh, usually, you don't really see games doing that. It is cool, though, that they are including that feature in there. I don't really know a lot about Grid. I've never played any of the Grids, but it looked like a pretty decent game, uh, you know, similar to like Gran Turismo and stuff like that. So it's a it's good to have more games on the Switch, and racing games are like a genre that, to me, I don't feel like there's one that really runs away with it. I mean, Mario Kart, obviously kart racing is different than, you know, racing simulation and stuff like that. It's cool to see it out there, though, and I hope that it's uh, it's a decent game. I mean, it looks like it it looks like it's a pretty good game, I guess. Uh, I mean, it looks like a racing game. Uh, Hellblade, this is the next game. Hellblade, uh, Senua's Sacrifice is coming out this spring. Uh, this game was out a couple years ago, and to me, this does not match up with Switch at all. I feel like this is something that you're going to want to play uh, on the big screen at the best possible graphic setting to get the full experience. Um, kind of a weird game selection to pick on there. Thought that was a little bit weird. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is going to head to Switch on April 23rd. Not really super interested, but once again, other, another fighting game on the Switch is a good thing. Uh, Unravel 2 is available March 22nd. It has co-op. Never played the first game. It looks like a really uh, interesting game, though. Um, you know, I don't really have a ton of stuff to say about that one. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 remastered and Liberation remastered heading to Switch as a, I guess, a package deal. I guess Liberation's just kind of inside Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, Liberation, if you remember, was a PlayStation Vita exclusive game um, that took place, I believe, in New Orleans. So that's really cool. They have it on there. It's going to be on uh, the Nintendo Switch and it's going to have um, all the DLC included with it. So Ironically, I think the last game that was on, or last Assassin's Creed that was on a Nintendo system was Assassin's Creed 3. I don't believe that 4 was on there. So, yeah, that's that's exciting. It was one of the poorly kept secrets about Assassin's Creed 3 that was, like, speculated so heavily. And it looks like it's going to actually just be the game. It doesn't look like it's going to be streamed or anything like that. So, no weird uh, way of playing the game. You just can play it normal. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is coming out on March 26th, and Final Fantasy IX is available now. Both those games, not super interested in, but if you are, that is awesome. Uh, Astral Chain by Platinum Games is coming out on August 30th. This game looks like it's going to be freaking awesome. Platinum is an amazing team of uh, of great of great talent. Um, you know, obviously you have Bayonetta three still in production. Um, but this is uh, seriously a really, really, really good team, and I'm super excited about this game. It looks like the combat, you, it's it's almost like Persona-like, but obviously the combat isn't turn-based. It, it looks like you're actually going in there and, and slicing it up, and uh, you have some kind of, uh, it's almost like a, 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 a attack dummy or something that's going to help you attack, um, you know, it's like a machine or some kind of something. It's weird. But it, it looks cool. It's hard to explain because it's just you're attacking from both sides and you can kind of do your own thing while your machine is attacking on one side. You look like you are kind of connected, though, through like some kind of energy, uh, energy like uh, vein or something. It, it's cool. 
it looks really awesome and it's you know a brand new exclusive for the Nintendo Switch which is really awesome this last game though is the biggest announcement of the entire direct and that is Link's Awakening is now going to be coming out in 2019 remastered so that was the Game Boy Legend of Zelda game is going to be remastered in this really wild art style on the Nintendo Switch it's clay like it is just there's something really special about the way that they handled the game and how they uh really just presented this it's just it looks like it looks like you're in like a a claymation or something. I don't know it's it's just weird it's it's really cool though really beautiful the gameplay looks a lot of fun Link's Awakening is a game that I have on the virtual console never got around to playing it definitely am going to pick this up as soon as it comes out and that honestly feels like a type of game that I'd like to play on the channel too and that is uh man that's that's a huge big time announcement and the switch is looking pretty darn good combine all these games that i just talked about with animal crossing luigi's mansion 3 uh you know all, all these other games pokemon there is just so many so many things coming out now for this system that it's 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 loaded this is a loaded console and I'm sure there's other games that I can't even remember off the top of my head that are coming out for this machine. This is seriously awesome. But Link's Awakening is is a big time announcement to me. That is uh, that's huge. And, and once again, an example of their handheld division merging with their console division. I feel like this is another product of that. I feel like this would have been uh, another Link Between Worlds style game on the 3DS, but because of the, the merge. They put this out on the Switch, and holy crap, it looks amazing, and people are excited. The anime cutscene in the beginning looked awesome. There is just, man, if they need to make a Legend of Zelda anime, like, that'd be freaking amazing. But that is, oh, I'm, I'm so excited for that game that it is just absolutely crazy. So, uh, you know, this Nintendo Direct was honestly huge, bigger than I thought it was going to be, and uh, they packed a lot of stuff in in a short period of time. Um... It's uh, it's really, really, really awesome. And I feel like we even have more games at E3 that they could potentially reveal. I still think we're going to see a Metroid Prime Trilogy game. There's just been so many reports on that that I feel like that is basically confirmed. But there's still so much to be excited about for the system that it's just it's really exciting. So um, we're going we're gonna to hop into this next section here. This is going to be uh, my gaming birthday memories. And we're going to start this off. I don't. I have like a hard time kind of associating gaming with with a lot of my birthdays, so I'm gonna just kind of rattle off four that I really remember really really well. So I'm gonna start off by one that was uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. So we talked about Fire Emblem earlier. I, I mentioned that this was one of the biggest games for me on my 3DS. Like I was super into this game. I thought it was amazing. Um, it kind of meant a lot to me because I remember I got it close to the time where my birthday happened so I got it around that time and I remember uh, my mom took me to the uh, GameStop you know we were kind of just going out to eat for like my my birthday and you know we stopped at GameStop and I think this is honestly the last time I ever went to to GameStop with my mom like I just don't go to the store with her anymore um, so this was kind of when I was still I was still kind of like a, a kid but I mean I graduated high school but I still kind of had like that kid like mentality in a way um, so we, we went to GameStop and I picked out this like super cool Mario, uh, case for 
the uh, the original 3DS. It was like a, a Super Mario Land 3D Land case. It looked really really cool. It had a white bottom. Um, it was like a, a PDP, I think, uh, shell for the this the system. It kind of helped with the whole screen scratching thing, and it made the joint um, or the uh, hinge on the the system not as wobbly. That was kind of a problem with the original 3DS. Um, it was freaking awesome. It was an awesome case, and I just I don't know. I just remember coming back home and, and looking at it, and I always got joy out of looking out of that case, and you know, just really. I don't know. It's just it's. I look at back at it as as a fond memory. It was also the the first um, birthday that I spent not in my original home, and we were in a different state. So, um, you know, it's just there was a lot of things that kind of were going through my head during that time, and it, I just always look back on that and you know look back on it fondly because it was just kind of a new adventure, and that was you know something I got to enjoy um, before I had to start working and all that. So. Uh, I really, I really like that a lot. That was a, a one of my favorite memories. Um, this next one is getting my Game Boy Advanced. And when I got my Game Boy Advanced, I can't really remember how old I was. Um, it had to be a while ago, though. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I had to be pretty young. Um, still in grade school, obviously. Um, but I remember getting it, and that was a really special moment because I really didn't understand what it was. Like, I knew that it was, like, a Nintendo system and all that, and I was like, I don't really know too much about Nintendo. I don't know what games that I like. Um, but I, I just remember, you know, opening it up, and I had a Hot Wheels game. I was really into racing back then. Like, that was one of my, my biggest things. I, I loved racing. And I got this Hot Wheels game, and it was actually really, really fun. Like, you could race through, and there was different cars you could unlock, and they were more faster than each other, and... Um, it was like a, a top-down racing game, and you could do tricks off jumps, and it was it was just really, it was actually really fun. I mean, I don't know if historically that game was uh, well-received. It was kind of one of those those weird time periods where you'd get like all these really weird types of games that you would just never see today. Like, you'd never see a Hot Wheels game today. But it was, uh, it was just really, it was really special to me because I just remember, you know, playing it on my birthday. I remember having like, uh, you know, little accessories for it and carrying case for it and um, you know, that was definitely instrumental in, in where I am now in terms of how much, you know, games I play. And, um, you know, it was my first really, you know, personal system that I could just play and not have to wait my turn to play. So that was, that was really special. You know, I always think back on that as a special moment too. Um, another game that I got, I believe for my birthday, I might just be pulling up something, <laughs> uh, was Star Wars Podracer on the PC. We did have a computer. We had like a Windows 98 computer. And we had this game. I think I'm pretty sure that my parents got this for me for one of my birthdays. It had to be when I was really young. Um, and this was this like kind of captivated me. I had a joystick and I was playing these games and um, or I was playing like you know these races on that Star Wars Pod Racer game. And I would just keep playing. Like I'd get up early in the morning to go downstairs and play it because a lot of times like we'd have to celebrate my birthday on like a Saturday. So I'd have off on Sunday. So we'd open presents like late at night on Saturday. And whenever we got a new game, we'd always, you know, wake up early and play it. So I woke up early and came downstairs and I was playing this game. And I don't know, there's just something special like going on these different like, you know, stages and, you know, these different tracks and different planets. And it just, uh, I don't know, I'll always, always think about that game as probably one of my favorite games of all time. It was phenomenal. I mean, just, just the amount of, of detail that that game had for that time period 
that game is it's seriously hard like if you go back and play that game now it is seriously hard it's fast paced but once you get used to it and once you're you're in that that zone for such a long time and you don't really notice you know how difficult that the game can can really be but it was uh it was seriously an amazing game really well done there's so many different characters you know we my brother and sister really enjoyed that game too and we even kind of bond over that now we we go back and talk about it and it was just uh it was one of my favorite memories honestly just because of all the the cool different pod racers I got to see and I had like this little um Star Wars episode 1 book that I I used to have and it had a list of all these obscure characters that were in the movie and a lot of times I didn't believe it when I got this pod racer game I'm just like oh my god here they are there's Ben Quadraneros I mean obviously Ben Quadraneros is in the the movie but it's like hey here's Neva Key here's uh you know, Mars Guo, here's all these different characters, Odie Mandrell. It was freaking awesome. And it was just, uh, once again, one of my favorite memories of all time. Uh, this next one was, uh, it was a, a memory where my dad actually took me to this, uh, this monster truck jam, monster jam, I think. And it was in the, uh, Wachovia spectrum in Philadelphia. Uh, we, we drove, we drove over there and, uh, it was, uh, a lot of fun. So, Basically, I got home from school, and he said we had tickets to go, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So me and him went there, and we uh, enjoyed some monster trucks driving around, crushing stuff, and doing all kinds of crazy tricks. And it was really cool. We we actually had a monster truck game on our PC. It was one that came with like the steering wheel that our our uh, <laughs> our steering wheel came with. It was like this little like demo that you could play. Um, it had like a few like tracks and whatnot. Um, and we, we actually knew Gravedigger from when we used to take trips to the Outer Banks. There was always this one portion in North Carolina where it was a store that actually had Gravedigger on the, uh, the outside. And it was like an actual Gravedigger uh, monster truck. So we used to pass that by all the time. And you could always see on the side, you know, it's a Gravedigger. So we... We had that game, and we thought it was pretty cool. I, I wasn't, I was never super into monster trucks or anything, but it was something cool to just go to with my dad. So he took me there for my birthday, and I just remember coming home, and there was, you know, presents wrapped, and we came home pretty late. I think it was, you know, probably like around like 9.30, 10.30, something like that, and we opened presents, and there was two games that I wanted. I wanted a NASCAR game, and I wanted Need for Speed Underground. I knew I was only going to get one, so I wasn't really sure which one it was. And I ended up getting Need for Speed Underground. And this was on the PlayStation 2. That game was really popular in my family for some reason. I think it was really our, our first racing game that we had for our PlayStation. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just a really fun game, easy to pick up. You know, my parents actually really liked that game a lot. <laughs> like, my parents would actually you know, play the drag racing games together. My mom can't play a lot because she gets motion sick. So she can't really play like the games. It'll just make her feel like she's, you know, going to throw up. But it was kind of weird. My my dad got really into that. And I remember when I first turned on the game, you know, we both were, were turning it on together. And we went into like this uh, career mode. I can't remember, you know, what exactly it was. And he helped me pick out the car that I was going to pick. You know, he was telling me the different stats and stuff, and I was looking at it too, and we uh, decided to pick, uh, I think it was like the 206, I can't remember what the the model of the car was, and we got really in-depth with it, and it's something that we just typically didn't do. Um, we used to play like, you know, the old Madden games and stuff like that, but 
we never really sat down and, and played a game the same way we did this. So basically we, we kind of had like this agreement. So I would do the normal races and I would do the, um, the drift challenges and stuff. And then my dad would take over and do the drag racing. And we would, you know, basically tag team this need for speed game. Like he would be the driver for the, the drag racing and he was really good at it. And I was good at the other modes. And then we'd go back and we would decide what we wanted to improve on our car, what we were going to prioritize. And it was just a, a really fun experience. I think we ended up getting to a point where we couldn't progress any further because the racing was just getting really tough for, I guess, both of us at that point. But, um, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. It was something that was a very special memory to me and something that, um, you know, I'll always kind of just hold, you know, just in, in my memory bank because, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just would, I'd come home from school and I'd sit down and it would be like a Friday. My dad would be home cause he would work. He'd work some weird hours at some point, but then we would sit down and we'd play this racing game. And it was, uh, it's just, it was just really special. It was something that I wasn't really used to. Um, you know, we used to go outside and play baseball and stuff, but when it came to video games and stuff, it was kind of just like, you know, more distant and, you know, we kind of just did our own things, but very interactive with, uh, the decisions I was making in that game. And it just felt like we had like a racing team together and, uh, it was just, uh, it was just really special. It was honestly really special. Um, so that honestly was my favorite birthday memory of all time, just because of, of how much fun we had with that game and, and what we did and, you know, the input both of us had on it. And it was just like, we were building up this little car that didn't look like it was, uh, it was even meant for racing and we were competing and, uh, doing all this different, you know, customization to it. And, uh, I just remember my brother, he, he asked me, you know, why, why aren't you changing your car? Like, why don't you get like the, the Nissan Skyline or something? It's so much faster, but I couldn't bring myself to change primary cars. I mean, we, we put so much time into it together that I just didn't want to, I didn't want to move on from it. And, uh, I, st I probably still have that memory card somewhere with that file on it, but you know, that will, that will always be special to me. Um, you know, just seeing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's something really special. I mean, that's, that's honestly, you know, I, I can't say that enough, um, as to how cool that is, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just really cool. So, I'm going to, I'm going to probably end it there. Um, you know, my birthday is, uh, tomorrow as I'm recording this, but this will go live on my birthday, February 15th. And, uh, I'm just going to try to enjoy this weekend. There's some things I want to do. Um, you know, obviously I want to plan out the episodes for next week, uh, or episode for next week. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and I'm also working on some of the, uh, the game pinions undusted episodes for, uh, March definitely want to have those all prepared and ready to go and roll out for anyone that will decide to go on patreon but uh yeah it's it's awesome I'm happy I was able to come on here and uh, have uh you know a, a part two for this week um but yeah I'm just uh, I'm, I'm stuck reminiscing now so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and go uh, this this topic probably isn't gonna have a Twitter topic of the day. Uh, I may or may not add this <laughs> add this in for tomorrow, um, but I think I might just forego it and just keep this up as it is. Uh, this was kind of a, a special episode, so 
just thank you guys so much for listening, for the support. You know, just remember to, to leave a review, give me some feedback. That is the only way to ensure that this show continues to grow and continues to improve. Uh, feedback is just crucial, positive or negative. Um, and I just, uh, I really appreciate you guys listening in. So I hope you guys enjoy the day. I'm going to go enjoy my birthday uh, the best I can. <laughs> Get ready to go to work. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Uh, I will be on the uh, the interwebs on Instagram and Twitter this weekend as I'm at work. So I will see you guys then. Have a good day.